Oh, hello. So Teresa, welcome to the podcast. It's so great to have you. I'm really excited that we got connected. And I think that the audience is really going to benefit from some of the things we're going to be talking about. I'm excited about it too. Thanks for having me today. So just before we go in deep into the discussion of today's topic, I wanted to ask you, tell me a little bit about your you know, background story. How did you come about doing what you're doing today? Okay. Um, I feel like where what I'm doing today is always an evolving thing, but where I came from obviously does play a part in that. So I have always been interested in several things. Like when I look at my, my life in general, I've always been interested in nutrition. I've always been interested in you know what we're putting into our bodies. I've always been interested in our minds and the way things work, psychology. And I've always been interested in fitness. Those are kind of like three things that have always been constants for me. So growing up, that was something in grade school and high school that was always like a passion or a little focus on the side for me because there wasn't a whole lot taught in school about those things at an earlier age. Unfortunately, really, there, there needs to be more of that put in, but that's a totally different podcast. Uh, and when I went to college, I studied, you know, nutrition and dietetics and exercise physiology and psychology and all of those things. And those were the things that I just really felt passionate and kind of geeked out on. And I found myself in many, many different entrepreneurial ventures, jobs, and things of that nature over the years that all had that in common, which wasn't really a thread I put together until more recent years. And I was like, wow, you know, 25 years of kind of doing things that are all in a similar line, but hadn't really condensed things into what I am so very passionate about now, which is emotional freedom technique and helping other entrepreneurial women on the, on the rise to work through all their, their junk of their past and be able to exist more calmly and presently in this time that we're in right now. And I discovered emotional freedom techniques kind of by accident and through another job that I was doing. And as soon as I learned about it, I was like, this, how, how have I missed this? How have I not known this? But it's one of those, you don't know what you know until you know what kind of things. And there's still so much more of that to come, I'm sure. But I, it, it really helped me to connect dots that, and to fill in reasons why I did things that I did, the ways that I did them to make breakthroughs and to get present, which as a mom of for kids is really important to me to be able to be in my present moment, experiencing it and not being anxious or worried about what's to come or being absorbed by what's already happened that I can't change at all. So I should probably say a little bit about what emotional freedom techniques are, because I know that's not something that's common to people and understood. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So Emotional freedom techniques is a, a modality, a therapeutic modality, where we use ancient Chinese medicine combined with modern psychology. And the ancient Chinese medicine part is bringing in the meridian points in our body. So think of those same areas where if you went and got a lovely deep tissue massage or something like that, that they're using to release tension in your body. Or if you were to go have acupressure or acupuncture done, that's where they would be inserting those needles into your body to, to release things. With EFT, which is sometimes called tapping, and that's the acronym for emotional freedom techniques, 
it's, we're literally tapping on areas of our body, whether it's the top of our head or areas around our eye, uh, under our nose, under our mouth, our collarbone area, under our arms. We have many more meridian points than that, but those are kind of the main ones that really help us to release negative or blocked energy. So if you think about it, anything that you can feel, whether it's emotional or physical, whether it is past or future, you can work on any of those things with emotional freedom techniques, which pretty much limits it not at all because we have, we can work on anything with it, whether it's, you know, a headache that you have right now or something that happened to you when you were five years old or something that you're worried about happening in the future. And it's, it's really an amazing modality for being able to get the mind body connection really working. We have a lot of things that allow us to mentally work through things. We have a lot of things that even help us to physically work through things, but there's not a whole lot that really connects it all and resolves things the way that this does. Hmm. You know, the, I, have, I have a few different questions, but I want to dig deeper because um, so I recently discovered something, something similar, not exactly um, tapping on EFT, but really just finding alternative ways to try to feel better uh, physically, mentally. And I mentioned this before we started recording is that maybe a year ago or so I've hit um, uh, my probably second burnout. Mm. Um, and I, at that point I said, you know what, whatever I've been trying before doesn't work. And I wasn't really feeling well in general. And I went to the doctor and a lot of things have happened. I've gained a lot of weight. I was really stressed out. Um, just my, my whole body, I wasn't myself at all. There was a, and a lot of mental um, uh, challenges as well at that time. But what I've realized is that, you know, after I went to the doctor, they said, well, nothing is wrong. Nothing is wrong. And that's the typical response. And well, obviously something is wrong, I don't, you know, but like no tests were like telling me anything. So almost out of necessity, I started digging deeper into trying to understand, is there a different way that I can really heal my body? Because that's what I felt like. I felt like my body was just like, struggling and I really just felt like I needed some kind of healing and um and so I started looking into all those different kind of alternative things and it actually works <laughs> but uh, you know it actually works but the funny part is that it took me to get to a very you know a low point in my life to actually try those things so I'm curious when you're working with people when you talk about these things you know I assume there's a, there's a, there's a part of an individual that needs to be open that this stuff works they need to be open to that so when you were you know, addressing these things with people, um, or maybe even with yourself when you start it, um, is there is there some you know skepticism around it? Hey, you! Thanks for watching. If you're enjoying this episode, make sure to share it with friends and family who might find it interesting. Make sure to hit the subscribe button as well to stay up to date on weekly new videos that are going to be coming out with some awesome guests that I bring on. And uh, if you have any questions, use the comment section to ask me questions to interact. I look forward to talking to you. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> and I think anybody's a little bit skeptical of something they've never seen work or tried. And I welcome that because as long as somebody wants to make progress, they don't actually need to believe that emotional freedom techniques work. It's scientifically proven and it it just literally, it unblocks the energy and all those feelings that you were talking about that weren't feeling like yourself when you were going through that burnout and whatever else was going on at that time, all of those are 
like there are resistance of sorts within you to certain things. And there's a blockage. You ever, I don't know, like you think about something that happened or something that you're worried about or whatever, and you kind of get that, that feeling like almost like a shock or it's like a zap almost when, when you think about something that's like really bothering you, whether it's a bothersome memory or an anxiety or a worry, that's literally the way that that energetic blockage is kind of letting you know, like, Hey, I'm here. Mm -hmm. And so when I have skeptical people, which for me, honestly, is fewer and further between because I guess most people that come to work with me already kind of have a little bit of belief behind it. Otherwise, they probably wouldn't be wanting to, to go deep and do the kind of work that I do. But when there are skeptics, we just we just try it. That's something like with anything, it's just the best way to do it. And I always find that with EFT, if you can use it on something that's really tangible first, like a headache or a backache or some kind of a physical ache or pain and see what can happen in a short, you know, 10 minute period of working on that, then you feel more confident, you have more belief and you're more willing to try it out on things that take a longer time to show up. Because if we're going back into your past to work out things from long ago, the benefits of that may take a little longer to show up in your present life, or at least for you to notice them. Doesn't mean they're not there and they're not happening, but it's not quite like noticing, hey, I had a headache 10 minutes ago and now I don't. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And so in your work um, for, for the time that you've been doing it so far, what has been the most kind of eye-opening for you as a practitioner in the space? What do you see as the, maybe the main thing people struggle with, or what are the biggest blockers for people? If there's such a thing, is there a trend or a theme? There's so many things, but I think probably one of the biggest problems that we've come to just accept is that we all have this normal level of stress, this normal level of overwhelm, or at least that's what we call it. And so I'll, I'll talk to people a lot of the times so they're like, oh yeah, but that's just, that's just what's normal for me. And that unconsciousness around the fact that if that past, you know, bothersome memory event, um, mistake you made, whatever it is could be resolved that your baseline or your day-to-day -day feelings like that would be so much different. I think a lot of people just don't realize that things can be different or they've spent a lot of time doing traditional therapy, which is awesome. I, when I say this, I don't mean anything bad about traditional talk therapy, but people can work through things a lot faster when we get the mind and the body working together. So sometimes people will come to me and they'll be like, oh, but I already, you know, worked through, you know, whatever it was with my therapist. And, you know, this is just how it is like, and they take it almost as a, a fact that that's all the work can do. Mm -hmm. and not really realizing that there's a more, a deeper way maybe, or a more effective way that they could resolve more of that and perhaps feel different in their day-to-day -day life. Mm -hmm. So, you know, just be, and they, they think that it has to take a long time that maybe because it took us a while to get into a situation, for instance, how long do you feel like it took when you were getting into that burnout and that overwhelm phase that you went through? Oh gosh, I don't, I don't, I mean, I think it's just, it was a compilation of just experience after experience and stressor and stressor. I don't, I couldn't, I mean, a long time, 
a long time, probably until it just- was it building up for months or yeah. years or I would say months in that case, months, probably maybe like two, three months. If I had to just give a quick answer, I would say two, three months. Okay. So would you have believed that you could have gotten to a better place in less time than it took you to get into the bad place? Or would that have seemed counterintuitive? Definitely. So yeah, definitely. I would not be able to get to, and that that's a great point actually, because that's what we often think, right? Is that we expect results within a week, but it's like, it took us months or years to get to that point. Yeah. Right? And EFT is fast. I mean, I can get results for certain things for people in one session, but yeah. typically the people that I'm working with have deeper things to work in and we need more time, but yeah. where it might take in talk therapy a decade, we might get through it in, you know, six or 12 sessions and yeah. it, it won't be an issue anymore. And it's just so, um, it's so crazy the way that things feel so much differently when you've actually resolved the, the blockages that are there because it, it gets said all the time, but I don't think it really sinks in that energy is everything. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I think it's so, such a, I mean, part, part of me is really grateful because a lot of, I see a lot of move into the space. Now I feel like this this the, no, no, these sort of talks are being heard more and more, if, mm -hmm. you know, just across board. But I really wish more people knew about the impact that our experiences, our emotions, and the things that we carry really have on our not only mental health but physical health. And then based on that, it's also how we make decisions and and etc. And I want I do have a questions about gut health because I was talking to somebody about this on another podcast but because I, I, I from what I understand there's there is a relation between you know gut health um you know nutrition and the way we manage our emotions the way we react the way we make decisions etc but um, but let's save it for the next for the next question but the question I have now is you know how do you see you know there's there's a book it's called the body keeps score I think mm -hmm. I, I'm sure you've heard of it and then there's also uh, a book, I actually have it here somewhere. It's, yeah, it says um, the mental causes. So it's uh, heal your body, the mental causes for physical in illness. So who's that by, one by? It's Louise Hay. Oh, okay, gotcha. All right, yep. Yeah, <laughs> I was so, like, I, I, that one sounds familiar. That's a that's a classic. Yeah, anything yeah, by so Louise Hay is like. So Perfect. I, I want to hear your opinion about this thing. If, I, if we can just talk a little bit more about that part of like, you know, body, like emotions and physical health and, and these sort of things. I think it's definitely all connected. And it's interesting about the gut because it's not, it's not a coincidence that we talk about gut feelings and mm -hmm. gut instincts and things like that we actually have these different receptors and things within our gut that kind of sort of act like a second brain and are highly connected to our intuitive uh, perceptions and capabilities and things. So it's definitely, it's, it's a mind, it's the mind and it's the body and the way that we take care of our body with, you know, the things that we eat and things plays a part. And the way that we hold on to things that have happened to us or process them or don't process them also manifests in different things within our body. And Louise Hay's book is, it's like the Bible, as far as trying to figure out, you know, if there's something wrong with this part of your body, then it probably came from here, there, or wherever. That's definitely, that was one of the very first books that I read when I was really, really getting into mind body connection and things. And 
it's kind of an interesting detective work to just kind of figure out, okay, so somebody has this physical problem. Did this happen to you? Did that happen to you? Do you normally feel like this? There's all, all different questions and things that you kind of start looking into and trying to figure out how you can make it better for them or for yourself. Yeah, and I, and I think that, that was also kind of groundbreaking for me because it seems that, of course, there are clinical issues and there are certain clinical things that are clinical and et cetera, and we're, we're not here to argue that, but but there are a lot of cases and a lot of, you know, scenarios where it's not about clinical and et cetera. And, you know, an example is somebody who's doing everything they can, they're doing the right things in terms of, you know, what they should be doing, whether it's, I don't know, weight loss or, I don't know, whatever, taking care of themselves in some way. And it seems like they're doing everything by the book, but yet no, no, you know, no change is happening. And a lot of it, it could be because of the emotions um, that are trapped, that are that are that are blockers essentially, and it sounds, and unless you've actually been through it, it sounds like it doesn't make sense, but it does. And when you see the impact of actually releasing some of those emotional traumas that you might have, um, then you start that things start to move. And I I don't have an answer in terms of how it happens of what it happens, but all I know is from from my own experience, it happens. Work it happens. So I don't have an explanation for it. And I mean, you know, there is, like you said, there's science behind it and stuff like that. I, obviously, I don't know enough about it, but it's it it really it really does um does happen. So have, do you have any examples of um, something that maybe you've experienced um, that worked for you or maybe with clients? Oh, so many. It's. I think that we're all so terrified of getting conscious that um, when we finally do and we realize that it like it didn't we didn't die and we can we can see things clearer, then all the aha moments start firing. And like you said, with with food or weight loss or things, I for a while my coaching which is now mostly, you know, EFT based, although I do incorporate things with visualization and meditation and all different other modalities into it, depending on what the client needs. But for a while, I mostly did nutrition and fitness type coaching. And it got to the point where I realized that all the things that I couldn't help people get past were the things that they didn't want to look at. It wasn't that they weren't eating according to plan or getting a workout in or whatever. It was all of those things, ways that they were self-sabotaging or that they weren't willing to work through the things in the past that were making them feel unsafe. Unsafety is a big thing at the base of a lot of the things that people get stuck in and you know, it's everybody's big thing these days is they, they feel stuck and they want to know how to get unstuck. And that EFT has been a big uh, thing for getting things unsticky for me and my clients because it really gets in there and it roots them out. So, you know, maybe you have a craving that you can't figure out. I know with one of my clients, we figured out this pizza craving that she had, went back to childhood stuff with her dad and everything else. But, you know, within two sessions, we had figured it out, rooted it out. And I still get messages from her like every six months, still haven't touched the pizza, no desire to touch the pizza. Like, <laughs> you know, that's just one of those, that's a more tangible example. Yeah. But even in people that are clients of mine that have been afraid to do maybe like high ticket sales or things like that, that, you know, would shy away from selling somebody something for, you know, $25. And then all of a sudden after doing certain work, they're able to sell things for 5k, 10k, whatever. And it's, it's like nothing. It's just 
you got to peel back the layers and figure out what's underneath of them. And that's the stuff I really like doing, getting really kind of into those dark corners and figuring out what's there. But usually there's, there's something that relates to a feeling of being unsafe. And the problem is that it doesn't matter how old that trauma is or whatever it is that made you feel unsafe. And because I work with, and you probably do too, a lot of very optimistic and high achieving women who feel like we can just push through. We can just keep pushing. If I just push, I'll, I'll get through this barrier that I have where I'm stuck. I just, I'm going to work harder. And I know that I've had these issues, but I've already worked through them. They're good. I'm just going to keep pushing it. It's just more resistance. Mm -hmm. So with emotional freedom technique, we're learning to love, accept, and forgive all these different situations that have happened in our life. And self-love is a really big thing in there that we're usually missing. So when we have those past situations and let's say, I'll use an example that is unfortunately way too common because a lot of women that I've worked with have had some kind of sexual abuse or rape or something like that in the past. And, you know, maybe that happened three, four or five decades ago, even for some people that I work with, it's been a really long time. Mm -hmm. And perhaps thereafter, they either became more promiscuous or they avoided sexual situations altogether, or maybe they got into drinking or doing drugs or whatever. And that might've even led them to re-victimization because of situations that they put them in, but themselves into. But these days, you know, fast forward and we're in the present moment and they've turned their life around. Things are good. They're, you know, creating these amazing businesses or they're, you know, trying to switch careers or whatever the case may be. And they're stuck and they know better and they know what they've been through and everything else, but their nervous system is still acting as if they are back in that moment where all of that crazy stuff was happening in their life and they were spiraling out of control. So the mind can know better, but if we can't get the nervous system on board too, there is way too much resistance to make the things happen that we want to achieve in our life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, that, that, that's a very good example. Um, and you know what's interesting is that, it, and we see this in our work as well, um, when it comes to change in general, you're right, it really comes down to us almost not wanting to face the things that we anticipate are going to come out if we start digging deeper because any kind of change is going to require us for to look at us differently and and it's not comfortable it's um and and it seems like you know the the more set we become in our ways the more you know i mean it can really disrupt a life certain certain things that can yeah. truly disrupt a life so and i see this with some of the clients that i've worked with in the past and they'll say elena i know i need to you know career-wise related and say so i really i know i need to make this change when it comes to my career or business etc but, but you know they say just not now but not, not now <laughs> because i can't afford and i said you know like but that's that is you're just delaying the inevitable you know but it's um it's interesting because it, it is a lot of fear and um, yeah and you're carrying it around it doesn't matter if you're postponing dealing with it you're still carrying it with you and i often ask people to imagine it like if you think about whatever that past event is that you know is bothering you you know you need to change you know you need to work it out how much does that weigh what does that feel like if you were carrying a backpack how much weight would that have in it and like what is that that you're that extra load that you are giving yourself every day or punishing yourself with, 
or not allowing yourself to release? And what is that costing you ultimately? Um, you know, cause not dealing with things doesn't mean that they're not dealing with you, <laughs> you know, yeah. like they're, they're taking their toll on you one way or another. And the only place that any of us have any power whatsoever is right here in this present moment. You know, mm-hmm. all I can do right now is talk to you and see what kind of a difference I can make in helping people better understand themselves through this interview that we are doing right now. I can't fix something that happened yesterday. I can't do anything about what's happening later on today. It's I'm deluded if I am putting my energy to those places. And we kind of have to think about our energy as a battery or something like that. I think about like if you put a certain percentage of your energy every day towards something that happened to you a long time ago, then that is energy that you do not get to have in the present moment. You are diluting your own power by sending that backwards where it can't do anything, can't do anything back there. So that, that energy is gone, wasted, not serving you. And it's not doing anything there either, or your anxiety, you know, you're worrying forward and you're sending your energy there where you can't do anything either. So the only place we can use our energy and have any power with it is right here in the present moment. But so many people are just sending it all over the place to all these different things that they can't do anything with. And they have like a deficit, you know, they, they don't have anything to put towards the things that they say they want to do or achieve or change or transcend. There's nothing left. Yeah. And, and that, and I think that's so powerful and it just goes down as you're speaking, I said, you know, a lot of it is probably comes down to awareness um and really just maybe asking yourself questions such as you know spending time with somebody is it it somebody that drains me or somebody that adds to me right um doing things that we you know completely don't enjoy do we have to do them how can we you know avoid doing things that drain us completely right how can we restructure our days etc so I, i agree i mean energy is a big thing and i wish more people would kind of tune in and really pay attention to what drains them because you're right. You're spending, you're giving so much energy out instead of just focusing on that, um, that, that present moment, essentially. Absolutely. And I did find, especially when I first started doing EFT, the awareness just really just dialed up and Mm -hmm. it was so cool to be able to see because I, I wanted to obviously use it on all of my own stuff first and test it out and make sure, hey, does this thing work before I you know try this on other people and make sure. And so I kind of left no stone unturned. I made a list of like a hundred different things like that I could think of that I was like, okay, well, I'll work on this when I'm done working on that and just kind of tap through all of them and work on them. And just the way I could start showing up differently in, in my life, for my kids, for my husband, for my clients, for myself, <laughs> you know, not, not meant to be at the end of the list there either, but uh, it was just, it was crazy because I was definitely prone to be more irritable and agitated and not calm, more anxious prior to all of this, which was part of the reason I sought it out. You know, I was it was difficult. And I would be, you know, the mom that would, you know, yell at the kids or snap or whatever. And for that, for me to see that transforming and for them to see it too, and realize, Ooh, like mom's got some new coping skills and they're working out really well. Like we like this version of her a lot better. And then to see them start doing it. It's just, it's the ripple effect because when we take responsibility for our own emotional state, our own emotions, then 
everything around us starts to change. And that's exactly what this technique does. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's super powerful. I mean, I was having, I was having lunch with a friend who I, I see not often enough and it was just yesterday and we were, we were just catching up and she said, you know, T my friends and a lot of people call me T not Teresa. So, you know, T like everything has changed so much since I started doing EFT. And I was like, I had no idea you were doing it. And she said, you know, like I went, I, she, I did this virtual summit with a, another group of amazing women last spring and she's, and she had come. I just figured she came as a supportive friend or whatever. She's like, ever since I saw you at that summit, I've been doing it ever since then. And she's like, it's helped me with, you know, grief and it's helped me with this and helped me with that. And I was like, wow, you know, and that was just, you know, learning 45 minutes worth of it, like real basic level stuff. And to see that kind of impact happen, just learning that little piece and, and not even like the whole picture. And she's like, it's been life-changing. Mm. Like, wow. Who knew? Yeah. So you, you mentioned um, uh, a bit like about self-awareness and some kind of starting points for people, but you know, if somebody who's sitting, listening to this and say, okay, sounds interesting. I want to give it a shot. Is there something they can start exploring? Do you have resources maybe on your website or some of the things that you're doing where they can really start learning more about it or maybe get in touch with you as well? Absolutely. I would love to, you know, chat with anybody who is interested in, in learning more about this. I feel like conversation is the best way to understand how this could work for someone individually. And I'm pretty good at figuring out, you know, how to apply it. So if you go to gamechangingconversation.com, you can book a, a short complimentary call and I will help you break through on the areas where maybe you're currently struggling or see where you would be able to apply emotional freedom technique to your life specifically. And of course, I also have my website, TeresaLearLevine.com, and there's tons of resources on there where you can, you know, you can get tapping along with me on videos or listen to my podcast or whatever else from right there. That's awesome. And uh, just a couple more questions. One, if you had a magic wand, um, what would you like to have seen um, in the world and this and in individuals and people that, that are struggling? Maybe what would you like if you had just one thing that you wish people do more of, less of? I don't know. What 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 would be a magic wand thing? Oh, there are, there's so many answers. I I hate one thing questions. I really (laughs) do. I I never, I, I never like to narrow down to one thing. I have, I struggle with it. So I will, I will say one thing just with the caveat that I could think of a million. Um, (laughs) And I would say, I I would love to see everybody in this world try EFT because Mm -hmm. I think that it would be so amazingly beautiful. What would happen if people did, if they opened themselves up to a little bit more self-awareness and if they gave themselves a little bit more grace to love, accept, and forgive, and this modality gives them that. So yes, if I could wave a magic wand, because I know that through doing that, everything else in the world can change. That would be a beautiful starting point. And last question, uh, as a mom of four, an entrepreneur, and just somebody who seems like very dynamic in all that you do in terms of podcasting and content creation, I'm just curious, is there something that you do every day as a practice that kind of really keeps you grounded, keeps you healthy and well? What's your routine like? There's a lot of things that I do every day that that do that from nutritional supplementation to I normally work out at least 20 or 30 minutes, at least six days a week. 
And I start my day with visualizations and affirmations. I really like recorded versions of them. It's kind of funny. Everything's a, an evolution, you know, mm -hmm. 10 years ago, a vision board would suit me. Now I, eh, I have to, <laughs> it's a lot more complex and I like, I like to record like with my, my voice notes or whatever, yeah. exactly what I'm wanting to bring into my life and everything else and listen to it every morning before my feet hit the ground and really get myself into the energy of what it is that I, I want my day to be full of and my, my future and my life to be full of. So those are, those are some things that I do every day. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, listen, thank you so much for taking the time. Um, I, I'm, I'm really excited about this. I think this is something that people really need to know about. Thank you for sharing your work and your story with us. And I'll make sure to share all the social media as well with the audience. Thank you for your interest. And thank you for helping me to spread the word. Thank you.